Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted to the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst always because if you don't, then the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. In fact, one poll found that only about a quarter of Biden supporters would vote in person on election day, while some two thirds of Trump voters planned to vote in person. In other words, if Trump can undermine people's confidence in the validity of votes cast by mail, he will be calling into questions the validity of votes that may overwhelmingly support Joe Biden. Let us consider the following scenario, a scenario which I hope very much never takes place. On election night, Trump is ahead in many battleground states based on the votes of those who voted in person on election day. All across the television screens, people see Trump ahead before they turn in for the night. But as more and more mail-in ballots are counted, Trump's lead for These people are crazy. This is going to be a disaster. And all I'm asking is people go out to vote, go out to vote, and stop with this nonsense because we're going to be counting ballots for the next two years. And I don't want to end up in the Supreme Court and I don't want to go back to Congress either. Even though we have an advantage if we go back to Congress. Does everyone understand that? I think it's 26 to 22 or something because it's counted one vote per state. So we actually have an advantage. Oh, they're going to be thrilled to hear that. I'm sure they're trying to figure out how can we break that one. The point is there are things that we have to do now to make sure that Biden wins. And if Trump attempts to stay in office after losing, there will be a number of plans out there to make sure that he is evicted from office. What? But right now, in the next five weeks, our job is to defeat him and to defeat him badly. <laughs> Liban didn't get it uh, in a unique way. He just got them the way that everybody before him or even maybe even after him will do, which is go out to the elders, you know, probably maybe pay them and collect, you know, help, you know, to, the, to their men. He's helping them. So I think that's the process of collecting from the seniors from their buildings. There was video, you can see the video, there was a video out and about that he has the ballots in his car. Right. And talking about the only way you can win is with money. She uses money and, and he's one of many people. He's not the only one who works for her. Uh, he was talking to uh, his opponents and other people saying that, you know what, here we are, you know, he was just boosting. You know. He said, I have 300, and he had them in his hand. Got it right here. Like a cash. 
Like cash. Question: Have you ever asked yourself how did they get them? Yeah, how did you get them? You just don't go and like I was looking at them and they were not filled. They were blank. Right. They were. Some were open. Yeah. In airport still. Okay. Uh, this is the war room. It is uh, Monday, the twenty eighth of September, Year of Our Lord, twenty twenty. I'm actually so gobsmacked about the ballast harvesting out there in Omar Land. Live from our nation's capital, episode of 409, 15 million plus downloads on the podcast, one of the most popular podcasts in the known world, on the John Frederick Radio Network live, on Real America, America's Voice, Dish Channel 219, and Comcast Chicago Channel 113 live, later in the evening on Newsmax in 70 million homes, and of course live in Mandarin on GTV and G News and every other known platform in the world. Hashtag War and Pandemic is the posse. Live stream, want to hear from you. Every second of every day, the most powerful, meaningful, important audience in the world. want to start with a cold open put together by producer Vish and the team to kind of get, lay out what's going on. Remember, we're War Room Pandemic and you're in the War Room. From mid-January, we've covered this story extensively, more than anybody else, deeper than anybody else. What the progressive left and their colleagues in the uh, and their colleagues in the uh, in the um, media did is they traumatized, as Bernie lays out, they traumatized their base. Now they don't have anybody who wants to go to vote. They don't want to vote by smoke signal and carrier pigeon. Uh, and oh, by the pound, and that's what you're seeing, Project Veritas has exposed out in Minneapolis uh, with Omar's posse. They're voting by the pound, they're voting by the pallet. This is what the problem is. Okay, we've got a co-host today. It's Darren Beatty from Revolver News. It's got the Project Veritas uh, story up as the lead. Because you can't see it at Drudge, they, they teased, they teased O'Keefe's huge scoop but as soon as it went live, off the page. Going to have Neil McKay from Project Veritas. Michael Yan, uh, combat, one of the best combat journalists from Iraq and Afghanistan. He's now in Portland, Oregon. Uh, late in the show, Michael Patrick Leahy from the Virginia, Ohio, Tennessee, Minnesota, Michigan, and Virginia Star. All here. May try to slip in Liz Yor with a little update on Cardinal Zen. The Vatican, big announcement we've got on Cardinal We're doing a national tour on this plot to steal America 2020, steal the election 2020, we're also going to be doing a very big special on the, uh, the uh, CC, Chinese Communist Party renewing this deal with the Vatican, completely, totally unsat. The forces of light, the forces of evil, our special on Saturday, still exploding throughout the world. I think the biggest special we ever had on the demonic forces that are aligned against us. I want to go to uh, Raheem Kassam and Darren, but to bring in Darren Beatty. Raheem. The uh, the Project Veritas scoop to get you everything we're talking about. You know th this thing about here's the thing. Bernie's right. Trump is going to be winning on election night. That sets the predicate. That's the bold red fact, not a red mirage. That's a bold red fact. That's a fact. Okay, they're going to have to unwind that fact. And here's how they're going to unwind the fact: vote by the pound. Is that not true, sir? Oh, absolutely. I mean, sure. I've been saying this for so long now, but the, the I remember I wrote that uh, mail-in ballot fraud article about six weeks ago, and what it did is it went through uh, the process that was used in East London. So there's a little neighborhood called Tower Hamlets, and I actually ended up um, uh, participating in one of the, um, one of the uh, legal 
investigations as a result of what happened in Tower Hamlets. It was this very same thing that we're seeing with this Project Veritas video. It was taking taking the ballots, going to the elderly homes, taking the ballots, stuffing them in cars, stuffing them in bags, and they were often unfilled, and guess who was filling them? Okay, we now have, uh, by the way, we have Darren Beatty from Revolver News. Revolver's got it as the lead because they're the new drudge, right? They're the drudge of the right, uh, the Revolver guys. Fabulous site. Uh, but I want to bring in now Neil McCabe. Neil McCabe, a uh, a uh, a uh, Navy veteran, a uh, fantastic guy. Uh, been at Breitbart, been at One America, now over at uh, helping um, James O'Keefe and the team at Project Veritas. So Neil, walk us through exactly what you guys have. This thing was an explosive story last night. Of course, when it went live, Drudge decided that it was too hot. Right, because it cut to the heart of what the problem is, <laughs> voting by the pound. Tell us exactly what you guys did, what we have, why is it so important for the moment in history that we're in. Hey, great to be with you guys. Uh, so what happened is months ago, Project Veritas, Project uh, Veritas investigators and journalists uh, went into Minnesota and Minneapolis to sort of see what was out there. And what happened is... Uh, you know, we were able to sort of infiltrate uh, the Somali community in Ward 6, which is sort of the heart of Minnesota's 5th District, which is represented by Ilhan Omar, and working with local Somali Americans who are offended by the corruption of the ballot harvesting that was going on and the intimidation and uh, the paying for ballots. Uh, we were able to document it for the first time uh, on tape, you know, what's happening. And I will tell you that, uh, you know, we put a lot of work and effort into our undercover journalists, but the most explosive video was actually posted on Snapchat by Liban Mohammed, where he says he has 300 ballots in his car. His car is full of ballots. The limit in Minnesota for holding other ballots and delivering them is three. So this is 100 times the legal limit of Minnesota law. Listen, here's the drill. This is what's going to happen all over the place. You've got these outside organizations, outside folks. It's all going to be ballot harvesting, right? They're going to vote. They're going to vote by the pallet, right, or vote by the pound. How did you guys actually get inside and do this, and how long have you been working on this investigation? Yes, yeah, Steve. The investigation started months ago. Uh, we had more than one undercover journalist sort of working in Minneapolis, once we sort of made progress or got traction inside the Somali American community, we, uh, you know, we just started recording conversations. There are just hundreds of uh, hundreds of hours of uh, interviews. Uh, you know, I've seen. You know, there's a ton of stuff that's left on the cutting room floor just because it wasn't it wasn't sharp enough, it wasn't direct enough, but. Uh, you know, we just sort of sifted through hundreds of hours of tape, and we came up with uh, with this. And you know, I think the most remarkable thing is that in the Somali American community, it was people who stepped forward themselves to say, "This is a corrupting influence on in our community." Uh, many of these people are first-generation Americans. They grew up in a military dictatorship or under warlords, and so everything that they've learned about American democracy they've learned from ballot harvesters and so they think this is normal they have no experience of walking into that elementary school going into the ballot box 
and sort of making that private, sacred decision about where this country should be going. Instead, there's a knock on the door and uh, operatives, and in this case, uh, we were told that there were operatives from the Omar political machine. They knock on the door. They say, we've ordered a ballot for you. It should have arrived in the mail. They find the ballot. They have the voter fill it out, and then they collect the ballot, and they take it with them, and uh, they pay off the voter. Uh, in some cases, the voters aren't even paid. They're just too afraid to speak up, Steve. But it's cash for voting. Okay, real quick, we've got a couple minutes left. Neil, two things. Did you guys launch? Were you on Fox this morning? Was anybody on Fox? Were you guys on Fox and Friends? Has Fox picked up uh, the story? Don Jr., I think, talked about it. I, uh, Fox and Friends. Uh, I, know, I know Don Jr. Had Don I'm, not, I'm, I'm not asking that. I'm, I'm asking, is any, the Ver, did Fox pick up the Veritas story, yes or no? Not Don Jr. I saw Don Jr. Uh, so I, Fox, I think the answer is no, right? But you can get back to us. The answer is no. The answer is no. We're right? still working it, Steve. I know, I know, but you get a We're scoop. Still working. I got that, but you get a scoop like this. It goes up Sunday night. It's on Monday morning. So the answer is no, correct? So no Fox, right? Crickets. Don Jr. did a good job of pitching it. Drudge, why did Drudge last night? You were one of the top stories. O'Keefe's got this big scoop. As soon as it goes live with the with the get, all of a sudden it's gone. Am I wrong? Is it gone off a of Drudge's site? So they what they did is they actually promoted the Daily Beast trashing of the story in advance. <laughs> And then they ripped that link down when the actual story came up. Let me didn't put the actual story up, Neil. Oh, baby. So Daily Beast, Daily Beast was warning people, hey, O'Keefe is out there. They didn't, Daily Beast didn't have our story. They heard about other places where we're investigating. We have people everywhere, Steve. Uh, Daily Beast was telling people, hey, be scared and look out. My only point I'm saying is that for, this is amazing work, and one of the amazing things, it's the, the parts of the Somalia population that are American citizens now want this to stop. They don't want, they don't want to have to pay cash for, for ballot harvesting. They, they want to vote. They want to go in and vote like they should, right? This is, that's the power of the story, yet the platforms out there are, are somehow not promoting. This story should be, to me, the number one story bigger than the tax story because this proves exactly what's going to happen. This is why this is a fracas. You saw this thing in Wisconsin. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. We're going to get in all of this. Anyway, Neil, how can people get access to this story besides Revolver and besides War and Pandemic? Go to projectveritas.com and go to, if you have tips, for us, go to Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com. You guys are amazing. Great job. We're going to push this thing hard with Darren Beatty and the rest of the team. Thank you very much, Neil McCabe, a real warrior. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. These guys are killers. They have the story you should be focused on this morning. We're voting by the pallet, voting by the pound out in Minnesota. We're going to return in a minute with Darren Beatty from Revolver. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Come November 4th, we know all the votes won't be counted, and if they're not, and, and, and people are fired up, and they take to the streets, what will you do? Well, look, I, I'm not going to even entertain that because I'm not anticipating that happen. What will I do? I mean, I'm going to, we're assuming 
that even a Republican court would respond in an appropriate way based on what the law is, and, I, I'm, and that our Democratic and Republican friends and the Congress would respond. The last thing we need is, a, you know, the equivalent of a coup. I mean, this is not, this is not who we are. No one's going to back you when that occurs, if that, if that were to occur. I think this is just his. The last thing we need is a coup. You ought to be watching uh, Biden. Jill, I, t- I guess, had the bib and had the uh, index card with the, the Stephanie. The Stephanie Rule interview was pretty embarrassing, right? He was not on his. And that was not close to sundowner. I think it was early afternoon. She's late morning, early afternoon. Yeah, but it was post-lid. Post-lid, post-lid. By the way. Lid at 9.32 this morning. The Joe Biden campaign has already called the lid this called morning. Called the lid. Okay, I want to get into um, bringing in our co-host today. That would be Darren Beatty from Revolver, the uh, new, the rising uh, new drudge of the right. I don't say that. Vanity Fair says that. Uh, for all of our audience out there, hashtag War and Pandemic, uh, the live stream, want you guys all over National Pulse, want you all over Gateway Pundit, all the, the, all the stars from the papers from Minnesota to uh, Michigan to Virginia, particularly the National Pulse, and now revolver you got citizens free press you got what you got all these alternatives to drudge because drudge is i mean come on right now i mean it's the biggest anti-trump site he's got like 50 links to the tax story i thought don jr by the way we ought to get that don jr did an excellent job this morning on fox and friends answering the uh, issue about the taxes i think don jr ought to be all over cnbc all over cnn all over msnbc doesn't need to give it to the fox guys which is fine to to the to the base but i mean got to be out there combating this thought he had a great answer on the taxes and i think that uh both the campaign the white house everybody i'll be taking the lead of don jr doing this okay i want to go for the first part of this story this story in minnesota is very important because this is about what's happening on the deck plates okay what's happening on you know you, you can sit in the pentagon and have all kind of strategies you can be on the bridge and have all kind of ideas but it's what's happening down in the engine room and what's happening in the gun mounts and the in the missile launchers, which is the reality. And what you're seeing in Minnesota is that. So I want to go to Raheem Kassam first about, quite frankly, for as big a story as this is, because you have really, you know, you have video that shows you this. You know, your lying eyes can't turn away from it. It shows you what's going to happen, right, when they only have 25% of their people. That's not Steve Bannon saying that. That's Bernie Sanders saying that. He's seen the polling. 69% to 75% of the Democrats want to vote by mail. And what you're going to see in these places is voting by the pound, voting by the pallet, voting by the trunk. This is how Franken beat uh, beat Coleman. And guess where? At Minnesota. And guess who's running the war room at Perkins Coy? Who's running the war room as National Pulse is uh, deconstructed? Guess what? The same partner that ran the Franken recount vote. They're gonna, they want to steal this in a recount. So I'm going to toss it to Raheem Kassam and Darren Beatty to talk to the media part of this because to skate where the puck's going to be, you have to see this. This, is a, this Dr. Yan was one great example. This is another great example where you're going to have – you're not going to have media platforms to promulgate these stories. You're channeling your inner Canadian there with that uh, analogy. Actually, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, I was, taking, I was taking a Canadian and making him from – was it the LA, uh, LA Stars or whatever the – Gate where the puck's going to be. All right, well, I'm going to run to where the footballs are going to be, the soccer ball's going to be. 
I just want a quick recap for those that are joining us late or don't fully understand this story. Effectively, what this is is a targeted attack on a, a, a specific community by political activists, uh, either of that same community or of surrounding communities. And what they're doing is going into neighborhoods and pilfering masses of ballots, whether it's intimidation. Hang on, I just want breaking oh, yeah. news. Donald J. Trump, the President of the United States, has demanded from the Justice Department That's an right. investigation into this right now. Continue That's on. Right. But, I mean, this is now – but it took the President of the United States to ratchet this up. Go ahead, Reed. That's right. And and actually, President Trump did a did a good job of, of retweeting a bunch of different accounts um, over the last night and this morning who were, who were shedding light on this. So this is, this is going to these communities, and it's intimidating – uh, older people to hand over their ballots en masse to say don't worry about it we'll take care of it for you and then the other part of it is buying buying ballots from people so effectively asking people to sell their ballots for 50 100 200 300 dollars at a time now this is incredibly familiar to me and i'll bring darren in on this as well it's incredibly familiar to me because this has been going on in the united kingdom for some years since we introduced mass mass mail-in voting um in 2001 under tony blair and i wrote about this uh, a couple of weeks ago darren from the from the uh, media side of things I suppose we should act shocked uh, that this isn't being covered by the Drudge Report and by Fox News at the moment, but I, I, can, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm just not shocked. Are you? No, I'm not shocked because it's a very damaging thing to their narrative. Um, and one thing I think worth pointing out is that of all of these organizations purportedly concerned about election integrity, not a peep out of them in the aftermath of evidence of widespread ballot bundling and fraud, which simply exposes how tendentious, partisan, and malicious these integrity, election integrity organizations actually are. I, I tell you I what, Darren, 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 people Darren, we're going to have to reboot. the integrity of the we're going to have to reboot with Darren uh, or have him call in. Uh, let's go because this is a very important. He made a great point. You don't hear any of the election integrity guys. Where's all the never Trumpers that are saying about Trump's going to try to do this as a coup? Where is anybody? Where's mainstream media trying to sit there and go out and start to ask questions out there? You should, complete crickets. Also, the president of the United States shouldn't have to be the guy tweeting out the nine links. This is my problem. Right. He's got a, he's 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 head of the free world. Right, he's got enough on his shoulders, enough on his plate. Right, this is where people ought to come together. And it should be noted that Fox has not picked up a story independently. I mean, they're reporting what he's saying, but I haven't seen O'Keefe or these guys anywhere right now. And this is a big deal. It's a big deal in that you don't have the broad distribution of the story. We're going to get Darren Beatty from Revolver. We're going to get me on the phone or, or, or reboot it. Raheem, back to you. But th this thing is everything. Okay, because this is what's going to happen. You're seeing all these court cases now in Wisconsin. Jack Maxey. Yeah, the other thing that people aren't talking about, they arrested four people down in Houston, Harris County, for uh, mail-in voting fraud in the 2018 Democratic primary. And these people were charged with 134 total counts. This apparently were thousands of, of things. And this, is, this has just occurred four days ago. We haven't seen this on the front page of the New York Times or anywhere else. Just like the O'Keefe story, once the pre once the information is not beneficial, it gets suppressed. 
Look, this this will be incredibly familiar to people in in, in different parts of the Western world because, as I say, and as I'll keep stressing, it's it's happened before. We've lived through it. We've prosecuted people on the back of this. There are no end of uh, parliamentary reports and reports written by professors, even left wing professors. Uh, the Council of Europe has come out and said that Britain really opened up its um, voting system to mass fraud when it introduced mail-in voting and here's the thing that was calculated and over time that we implemented that with so-called checks in the whole process the way that the united states has implemented it so far the way the states have implemented it so far there is there is no security behind this thing and the security that we're being offered by the political left to say oh this will all be fine is um you know a pat on the back and just say oh you got to trust in people you got to trust in the postal service you got to trust these temporary postal workers you got to trust the community organizers who are bringing all this all this together and what project veritas has done here is the tip of the iceberg of all of this stuff it's happening very clear as day and they brag about it in certain communities across the country because those communities have been susceptible to being run like banana republics before and like third world countries before and i'm happy to say it because that is exactly what all of these reports have identified over the years and years 20 years now of experience we've had with mail-in voting in the united kingdom and everybody knows it's been a disaster so here's what you have to do out there in the audience number one you got to pass on and push on social media these stories and also the tweets we do from uh, from the show all the all the content from the show from national pulse you've got to become here's what you write down this on your pad i am a force multiplier okay you gotta be a force multiplier number one in getting the word out the word would be media and context like right now this uh, some story about uh, about ballot harvesting for cash, ballots for cash in Minneapolis, in Omar land, needs to be pushed out everywhere because this is just like election night, right? The mainstream media is not going to talk about this. They don't want to talk about it. Also, we ought to get up the story about the Houston indictments. Uh, number two, you've got to volunteer now for uh, for get out the vote. By the way, if you're one of the Bernie people and you listen to the show, you know we got a lot of Bernie guys. If if you like what Bernie's saying, then hey, then then go vote, volunteer for Biden. It's a free country. Uh, volunteer. You got to get you know on the get out the vote phone banks. The, the group I talked to the other night had 10 million hits. The Young Republicans National Federation had 10 million hits. Vish Burr's team was already over this weekend, all over Staten Island, and other places, knocking on doors. So you got to volunteer. Also, most importantly. Need to be a poll watcher. You got to volunteer, and most importantly, you got to be an election official. Look, these sixty to eighty million ballots—they're all going to be on a table at one time. It's going to be a knife fight. We need knife fighters. Okay, you got to contest every ballot. If it's fine, it's fine. Hey, if it's fine, it's fine. It's a legitimate ballot. But you see the ballot harvesting that's going on in Minneapolis, right? And what do your lying eyes tell you? Right? It tells you that they're voting by the pound, they're voting by the pallet. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to turn, we're trying to get Darren Beatty from Revolver booted back up. Raheem Kassam, Jack Maxey. It's the plot to steal 2020. It's not a plot anymore, it's an action plan. They're already rolling. We're going to be back. We're in pandemic in just a second. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. 
problems, historical tax credits. That's the reality. People don't understand what goes into a business. It doesn't include property taxes. It doesn't include payroll taxes. It doesn't include real estate taxes. It doesn't include uh, so many of the things that he's been paying taxes on forever, as he's also putting thousands and thousands of people to work on an annual basis. But of course, the New York Times does this. They put out a selective, you know, picture of all of these things the day before a debate to try to give someone like Joe Biden, you know, an attack line. They come up with one or two catchy sound bites, and that's the game that comes. Really want to thank the uh, team out in Denver. They do an amazing job of pulling these clips at the very last second. That was fantastic. Don Jr. doing a uh, spirited defense of his dad on this ten. Was it ten thousand? Ten thousand word. Yep. Ten thousand word. Nine co-writers. They've been working on this. By the way, they didn't say. I don't. I don't remember. Said how they got, it had to get the taxes leaked by the DA's office, right? Yeah. A, a strategic leak. This is all part of the destroy Donald Trump program, right? A, a organized hit. To me, pales in comparison to to because Don Jr. lays out why it's you know why you got to look at other aspects of this about paying taxes as a businessman. It's in real estate and multiple businesses with depreciation and tax credits and all that. But they don't they don't cover. You know, as soon as you get into what the reality is, it's going to drive us to civil war. It's all this illegal voting. And, of course, in the live stream, we've had a number of people who are listeners say the, word, the audience ought to contact Fox News Channel and demand to cover the ballot harvesting story uh, from Minnesota done by Project Veritas. The number is 888-369-4762. That's 888-369-4762. Look, we love Fox News. We know people keep Fox News – my 99-year-old dad, you, you got two choices, EWTN or Fox News. You never knew you'd be begging for Fox I'm just kidding. I love EWTN. But after about nine rosaries with uh, with the mother. Um, the uh, So, but I want to go. We got Darren Beatty by phone. We had a little technical problem as we're doing this on the fly. I want to go back before we get to um, – before we go back to the tax story, I want to go to Darren and talk about the media landscape. Here's why this is important. It's in, on on election night. They're coming at us for three things: lawfare, which they already got two hundred suits. Wisconsin today. What's the buried lead in the Wisconsin story? The buried lead in the Wisconsin story. Just saying, hey, I don't know if we can like you guys can just keep voting for like three weeks afterwards. The buried lead down the tenth paragraph. This one's going to go to the Supreme Court, right? Going to be settled in the Supreme Court. That's why we need Judge Barrett. So, Darren, what what's happening with the media landscape out there, and how important is this as part of the information warfare? that we're going to be deluged with, with the tax story being a perfect example, be deluged with over the next, what, 38 and a wake-up days, and then every day after Trump wins on election night. Yeah, it's uh, the playbook is pretty clear here. Um, they're trying to adjudicate the election on the streets with massive demonstrations and in the courts because they can't win it in the polls. They want to move the locus of democratic decision-making to anywhere but the place where the actual American people have a say. And that's how you should really interpret all of these mail-in ballot harvesting scams, plus this coordinated and highly concerted effort to lawfare their way into a steal of the 2020 election. This is why they're in full meltdown over Barrett. It's not just she's changed, helped change the direction of the court for 30 years. In the short term, they understand they got a problem. Nancy Pelosi and everybody, they're all coming out now with a contingent election. They're finally woke 
on the House of Representatives. I keep telling people, hey, the two things you should worry about, quorum, and you should worry about what delegation is seated because it's still going to get down to how the vote's certified. But I want to go back to your key point, Darren, and have you walk, walk through it one more time because it is central to this argument. Where the American people actually get a say-so is when you walk into a ballot box, pull the curtain behind you, and you, and you pull the trigger. The only, only people, only thing, God knows what you voted, and you know what you voted, okay? It's a secret ballot. It's how we voted for hundreds of years here. What they have now is they have this, they, they all want to make sure that that doesn't happen, that you go in and you register, you got your name right there, you get checked off, and you go in. So they want to do it in the, in the, uh, the power of the Veritas. After they told us time and time again, oh, this never happens. There's been three cases in 100 years, right? You've got a guy riding around. He's got 300 right there. That's just one guy in an afternoon, right? That's just one mail drop. That's just one, you know, you do that every day. This is, people should understand, Norm Coleman, Al Franken was in the Senate with 350, 57 votes after they counted and counted and counted and counted. And who's the dude out there that, no, you know, they don't talk about? The guy from Perkins Coy that's the head? This guy's a Mark bad Mark Elias. Who is he? Mark Elias. And who is he? And this guy's a uh, pretty pretty sleazy dude. you got to remember, he's the guy who does the recount for Franken. He's the guy who's actually the point man behind all the chaos that they're going to create in this election go around. And let's remember one other thing. He was the dirty bag man for Perkins Coy and the DNC and Hillary Clinton during the... Uh, faux Russian investigation where they paid off Fusion GPS and kept this from uh, the rest gotta of the world. Got to get close to the mic, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. Get close. Not, Can't hear me? No. Not very gotta, well. Gotta, gotta get closer to the mic. Okay. You've closer. only been doing this for a year. Closer. That's called the mic. Microphone's your friend. Hello, sir. Look around. Microphone's your friend. But you're right. I mean, just to, to recap as well, because in case Mark Elias was also the general counsel for Kamala Harris's campaign, right? And Mark Elias was the one who we have in the WikiLeaks emails saying, you know, that the Hillary Clinton should be taking the money from Farah registered lobbyists. That's foreign agents of foreign governments. And we popped that story on August the 12th over on the National Pulse. This is the bad dude that everybody needs to be paying hyper-close attention to. He's running. When you look at the Election Integrity Project, we outed him. National Pulse outed him. They came out. Transition Integrity. Tra Transition Integrity Project. They came out a couple of days later in the New York Times. They had the war room run by Perkins Coy, run by this guy, Mark Elias, with, with uh, the former attorney general. Obama's wingman, Eric Holder, had like three solicitor generals, a bunch of U.S. attorneys. I want to go back to Darren Beatty. Darren, walk us through again this powerful construct you've got of how to think about this, how they're trying to take the vote away from the American people and to thwart the will of the American people. Right. I think just in very general terms, what every American voter needs to understand is that the oppositional forces against Trump are going to do everything they can to ensure that the American people can never meddle in their own elections again. And the strategy for doing this, as I mentioned, is to ensure that the locus of democratic decision-making is anywhere but a place that American people have the say. They want to move it onto the streets with their coordinated Soros AstroTurf organization to flood the nation's capital and other cities with massive, quote-unquote, mostly peaceful demonstrators. They want to fight this in the courts, where they have, unfortunately, an institutional advantage. They want it on the streets. 
They want it on the courts because they can't win it in the polls. Anywhere but a place where democracy actually functions and the people have a say. Which brings us back to a really interesting point. How all of these color revolution groups that I've been talking about running the same playbook here domestically against Trump that they typically use overseas, they dare to use the term democracy as though they're defending democracy when they're doing everything they can to ensure that the American people don't have a say. And getting back to the explosive O'Keefe story, I do think it's very interesting, it's very noteworthy, and it's extremely damning that all of these allegedly bipartisan, nonpartisan groups that are just disinterestedly concerned with protecting the democratic integrity of our elections have not said a single word about this explosive evidence of massive mail-in voter fraud. If that isn't enough evidence to show you what this is really about, has nothing to do with election integrity, has everything to do with stealing the election. I want to go back to uh, you and then have Raheem jump in here. Uh, on the three elements you've laid out that people should focus on, and, and we try to uh, supplement that every day, the lawfare part of it, Right, we've had Bill McGinley. We're going to have much more in some of the stuff we've been driving. Nicey, Nancy, uh, 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 Pelosi, and people respond to. You've got the street army, the street muscle. We're going to have Michael Yan, a combat journalist from Afghanistan in Iraq. He's now in Portland. He's going to be reporting live at the top of the hour. But the information warfare part, where you don't have platforms or they're putting out misinformation. You're one of the leaders of this, now, and now that you're driving Revolver, Raheem Ghassam at National Pulse. Tell us what the average person can do when they, when, they're, when they can't get the access to information. How are you, as the young vanguard of this new information revolution on the right, how are you going to get the word out there? Well, so far, I think Revolver.news has been fairly successful in framing accurately the precise nature of the steel going on, which is a color revolution framework. And now I think, um, thanks largely to Revolver.News reporting and what we're doing here on War Room and National Pulse and others, is that this concept is coming out. And I think the advantage of the color revolution um, over and above simply a general coup framework is the color revolution is a very specific type of coup that implicates a very specific network of people and that's what scares these people more than anything anyone can put a theoretical case for what's going on but when you make it concrete and when you associate it directly with faces and names that's when they start to get scared so i think number one is just education sunlight is the best disinfectant people need to understand what's happening right under their noses how this election is being stolen and they need to be vigilant statewide basis you need to have people monitoring what's going on it would be great if there could be some kind of chain of custody protocol for the ballots it would be great if the people on the republican side and the gop could anticipate and implement countermeasures to the very sophisticated lawfare strategies being coordinated by norm eisen whom i called out on on the tucker carlson show this is going to involve among other things trying to get faithless electors to tip the scale if possible 
So you need to look at every state, particularly swing states, understand what the rules are in terms of faithful, faithless electors, and get that sorted out and have a plan. You need to get the House of Representatives in order. Unfortunately, we don't control the House. And the House will ultimately certify the president-elect. And, of course, the Democrats are going to be in lockstep. The Republicans need a plan. And so there are a lot of things that need to be done at the federal level. There are things that need to be done at the state level. And on the level of the American voter, beyond education, is people need to go. People need to volunteer. People need to be very vigilant and protect their ballot, protect the real integrity of the election, not the fake integrity, but the real integrity of the election. Otherwise, they're going to steal it right under your nose, and they have all of the mechanisms in place to do that. Okay, they think they're going to steal this. The bold red fact is that your vote, the vote that counts in the real election, the one that takes place on the 3rd of November, is going to set a predicate that's going to be very tough, we say impossible, to overcome. Okay. This concept is called making them famous. We did this when we started war and impeachment. Make the dirty 30 famous. You make them famous. You make Mark Elias famous. You make Norm Eisen famous. You make uh, you make Rosa Rosa uh, Brooks. Rosa Brooks famous. Right? Make them famous. We're going to talk about that with Raheem Kassam when we come back. War Room Pandemic. Get into the live chat. Hashtag War Room Pandemic. We want to hear your voice. We're not here to entertain you. This is an activist, activist, activist show. We want to see action, action, action. We'll be back in a moment with Darren Beatty from Revolver. Raheem Kassam, Jack Max, and Stephen K. Bennett. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Now distributed throughout the known universe, also with 15 million downloads on our podcast. We've got Darren Beatty co-hosting the first hour from Revolver, Raheem Gassam. Okay, making them famous. Raheem, you start. Then I want Darren to come in. This is the way you counterpunch. You counterpunch by putting the spotlight right on these cockroaches. Look, all of these people that operate in Washington, D.C. and and, and around this scene, um, they really, really don't like uh, publicity. They do not like the spotlight. They do not like people reading into themselves. You know, people can see it happens on Twitter all the time. Some blue check mark will attack somebody on the right. And then when the right guy punches back, uh, they're suddenly blocked or they deactivate their account or go hidden or whatever and this is the same principle writ large if you talk about these people you find out who they are and you talk about them non-stop if you make sure that you're quizzing them that you're asking the right questions that and you know you can do all of this stuff by being perfectly nice and perfectly civil uh, but if you if you aim at the right targets and in the right way they run away like cockroaches and you flip the light on in the middle of the night they loathe being known and they loathe being known because so many of them are involved or have been involved in so many um, either nefarious or morally questionable or legally questionable schemes over the years. Whether it's whether it's convincing people to take foul registered lobbyist money, very ethically questionable, whether it's people who are tied up in all sorts of different legislation that they lobby for or anything like that. I mean, you know, you, you, we joke about the Morton's Terrace, right? You joke about why Raheem's always out on the Morton's Terrace because the Morton's Terrace was historically the swamp that was where the deals were done in washington dc and that's how you get to know these characters um i want to get darren Beatty's views on this as well darren 
Absolutely. I think that one of the reasons that the revolver news piece on Norm Eisen has been so effective and so successful is that it not only lays a very powerful theoretical case for the color revolution framework, namely that what's happening against Trump is a very specific type of revolutionary operation called a color revolution, but the fact that the color revolution framework implicates a very specific network of people. And Norm Eisen in particular, the man whose name and whose face I've been calling out everywhere on Revolver News, on the Tucker Carlson program with over 5 million people watching, when you're able to attach a name and a face to a problem, you amplify your effectiveness by orders of magnitude. And I think one deficiency generally in the conservative approach which likes to style itself as focusing on ideas and abstractions, is that it sacrifices effectiveness by not focusing on the specific people involved. For, stop focusing on ideology, ideas, and abstractions. The enemies of this country, the enemies of the American people, are specific people who need to be named, exposed, called out, shamed, humiliated and removed from power. And I'm very happy to note that in the case of Norm Eisen in particular, that is N-O-R-M-E-I-S-E-N, he was a legal hatchet man against Trump who had been operating in the shadows for years, a key architect of nearly every effort to censor, impeach, overthrow, undermine Trump, operating in the shadows the only recognition he got was positive recognition from sympathetic left-wing outlets. Now, I challenge any listener to this show, type in his name, Norm Eisen, into a Twitter search and see what happens when you're willing to call out these snakes. Type in the now disgraced name of Norm Eisen and see what happens when people like Revolver News like National Pulse, like War Room, like all of the groups that are on the front lines of exposing these people by name, see the power of that. Type right. in Norm Eisen into Twitter search and see a disgraced man. And I'm very proud to have done that. And Norm Eisen, who's typically very active on Twitter, has been extremely circumspect since the Tucker segment, quiet as a church mouse. He's gotten his minions to attack me and I've proceeded to humiliate each and every one of them, which is a very gratifying thing to do. Yeah. But Norm Eisen in particular, quiet as a church mouse. Name these people and shame these people. That's well, the only way to do it. This, Attach a face and a name to the problem. That's right. Darren, this is this is a, a tactic I know you've been using for a long time. I think you're incredibly uh, on point when you say, you know, stop dealing with... Uh, the abstractions of the of the political discussion. Yeah, everybody wants to swirl a glass of red wine and 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 speak in highfalutin terms about about the philo philosophy that they're uh, you know that they read six years ago in college or whatever it is, right? The, but here's the deal. Um, this I used to deploy this tactic in Westminster way even before the the Brexit referendum was a thing. We used to have a, a 
parlance in, in if you if you pardon my French, we'd call them Westminster S munchers, right? That's what we called all of these people who would work behind the scenes and try and keep them be- themselves behind the scenes. And I just said, I just said one day, you know what? We need to start smashing these people in the jaw rhetorically, right? Because they are all glass jawed. When you take the fight to them and you name them and you tweet about them and you write about them and the names are in the papers and the names are on the front pages, they run away. They run away from their records, they run away from the argument, they run away from the debate, and they run away from pushing their ideas out. And i got to tell you, you've done a great job with Norm Eisen, and I can't tell you the number of people in the last couple of weeks, uh, Darren, that have also reached out to us at the National Post saying, please, please just leave my name out of this time. No, too late. You're done. The, you know, you're, you're in it for the fight. You got yourself a fight. Okay, Darren, we got about a, uh, 30 seconds left. Tell people what they should be doing right now as far as getting access to information. Well, I think uh, revolver.news is a great resource for people interested in the color revolution against Trump. If you want to know what's happening, you've got to be following revolver.news, endorsed by the President of the United States as the new drudge. Drudge, by the way, having its numbers its ratings just spiral into the sewer right along with its content. Revolver.news, the new drudge, we've been on the forefront of covering the color revolution specifically. There have been three installments, the last of which has been the Norm Eisen piece. There are many more to come. Of course, people need to keep following War Room, need to keep following National Pulse. There are only a handful of people who are the vanguard who are on the front lines exposing these actors and willing to name them by name and it's unfortunate i think there needs to be more courage more courageous people willing to do this but so far we're the only ones and i think we've had a tremendous effect thanks we get a pop we'll get your social handle up next